I'm out here in the sanctuary of the backyard, in the sanctuary state where I've gone to find sanctuary. Jeff Carlin likes me out here, at least at the beginning of these, to sit under the tree so you could pick up some sound ambiance, some natural sound. I don't know what. Can you tell the sound of a golden maple tree above my head or across the way? Can you Can you hear the sound of the brilliantly dark purple maple tree that I see framed against the blue sky? I don't see any of the geese. Soon they'll be flying. The October winds will get cold. The winds will bring rain, and the rain will slant across your face like a Dylan Thomas poem. And another thing happens when the October winds and rain They bring with them November, and November brings with it an election. National election, the midterm elections, and local elections. And another thing, too, at least it did. Back in the day, November was a time for elections and circus. And you know what? I have a confession to make. I really hate the circus. I really hate it. I hates it. I hates it so bad. I can't stand the carnival barkers, and I can't stand the stupid clowns that run around in circles with their violent pie-in-the-face humor, and we're supposed to laugh. Once they got rid of uh, Animal X, and the, the, you know the, those were uncool, and I'm not going to pay uh, circus prices to watch dog tricks, okay? I could teach Zeus, hey Zeus, you want a treat? Here, you want a treat? You want a treat? There you go. See? I don't have to pay to see that. He's a good boy. But you know, uh, the carnival barker that I'm thinking of is J.B. Pritzker, governor of Illinois, and his mini-me clown, his little little evil mini-me clown, Lori Lightfoot. And they're telling you not to pay attention. They don't want you to pay attention to the violence in Chicago or in Illinois. They don't want you to pay attention to education because kids aren't learning to read at grade level and they keep getting passed on, passed over, pushed through the system. And that adds to more violence and more chaos and more taxes. And they don't want you to think of any of this. All they want you to think of is anybody who's telling you to pay attention must be a racist. Anyone who tells you to pay attention must be an extremist. Yeah, that's it. That's it, JB. But to break it all down for us, to break down the complete collapse of Illinois education, public education, where kids don't read anywhere close to where they should be reading in grade level, and where they don't do math at grade level, is Ted Dabrowski of wirepoints.org with a new report on the failure of Illinois public education. And he's also been out front on the Safety Act, too, which is not safe and which will create even more violence. As Ted talks about it, I want you to remember who's telling you what and who tells you not to pay attention and why. And Jeff Carlin is here. Jeff Carlin is here as always. Co-host here on the Chicago Way podcast, my friend, Future physics teacher, great WGN radio producer, executive producer, master of pies, friend of cats. And I'm John Cass, husband, father, Greek Orthodox Christian, editor-in-chief of your favorite website, johncassnews.com. And where are you? As the evil clown and the big fat carnival barker with the media megaphone in front of his face telling you not to pay attention to the crime and the violence and the failed public education or the taxes that you're paying for all these failures you're on the chicago way podcast with ted dabrowski jeff carlin and me john cass 
in the No Trumble Alone Zone on WGN Plus. Look, the, the, the Chicago Way is a deep cultural phenomenon. It's the Chicago Way. The Chicago Way. That's the focus. In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand, defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river, Castle. Well, everyone, I told you that Ted Zabrowski of LawyerPoints.org is here in the No Tumbalone Zone of the Chicago Way podcast. Welcome, Ted. Hey, good morning, guys. Chicago Way. Thanks for having me on. And as noted, we uh, John's dealing with a minor technical issue, as the the world will tell us that uh, things can never go smoothly. But Ted, we wanted to bring you on here because uh, it's uh, it's it's crunch time as far as elections go and such. And I, I cannot handle uh, Governor Brits- Pritzker just you know bloviating about how great things are and how good of a job he's doing and how great state the state is. We are we've raised our our crappy rating from the basement to the the floor below the basement, whatever that is, or above the basement, whatever that is. And our education system, he's touting all these great things he's doing to bring teachers in, which he's he's trying, but it's not working. And uh, that's why you're here, Ted, to to give us the the real facts, the real numbers. Um, It's just, where where do you see things sitting right now, Ted, as we kind of step towards the last two weeks of uh, voting thinking time before the election happens? Yeah, you know, I, I think this is one of those perfect, you know, perfect examples of are you better off than you were four years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, it really does does fit Illinois, although there's this there's this kind of mess of the two hundred billion dollars in, in COVID aid that flowed to the pro- private and public sectors in Illinois for the last two and a half years. It's kind of muddied things up. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you're right. Governor Pritzker is out there, you know, saying what a great job he's done, and you know, it's something he's pretty good at. He's pretty good at mm-hmm. staying positive. Um, you know, painting a good picture, but for me, I—that's I, I, what I find most objectionable about about Governor Pritzker. You know, Illinois is is ranked fiftieth in so many things. Last, last place. You know, we put out a, a piece. Last place, we came in last place on unemployment. We have the highest unemployment rate in the country uh, as of September. And that was published the by the Euro- states too, right? The states around us, where we can't—we're we're way behind. That not way behind. Oh. We're- yeah, I mean, we're way behind. Yeah, you know, so you can take behind. it regionally. I mean, I can see some of the states that are producing, I don't know, COVID masks or whatever happening, you know, during the past pandemic times and stuff, doing having a huge benefit. But and then and the kicker to that, in my opinion, Ted, is that they, we, our state has so heavily. I mean, what is it? Uh, the majority of the biggest pop, the employer in our state is the public system. So. You know, those people weren't get, yeah. the ghost people weren't getting laid off and fired during. Oh, yeah. So, so if you take that into account, <laughs> then it's an even smaller subset that, that is is not getting any jobs because all well, the jobs are going to the private sector or the public sector rather. So, <laughs> it's just yeah, well, compounding it. Yeah, and that, that's right. And so we're in last place, and yet he, you know, what was objectionable is that he refuses to acknowledge the problems that Illinois has, yeah. and we've got massive problems. And so it's it's a dishonesty of of mm-hmm. major proportions. Uh, and, you know, we could go through the list and we, we shouldn't or maybe we will, but the list is long <laughs> well, let's and, go, and he let's doesn't go like somebody couple, complaining. Yeah. Let's go over a couple of them now. So people can, we have a basis, you know, like as Archimedes said, give me a place to stand and I shall move the earth. We'll give Ted Dabrowski a place <laughs> to stand and he shall, he shall move your opinion. So well, the, which ones do you want to start with? What are the three most important, you know, list of threes. What are the three <laughs> most important issues? Well, I, you know, there, there's three, three most important to me uh, when I think about it structurally. Yeah. It's education, crime, yes. and, and um, uh, education, crime, and taxes. And, and all right. of those were a disaster. Uh, we could start with education because we've gotten a lot of attention for the stuff we've done. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and it's really sad because if you're trying, talking about the future of a state, your education better be good. Or said differently, if your education is really, really bad, then you're in big, big trouble because your workforce won't be able to, to do anything in, in the future. Well, you have uh, information coming out on wirepoint.org, so tell us about it. 
Well, yeah. So, so you know, this this all started a few months ago. We wrote a big report about about geez, how many kids couldn't read in Illinois. We um, we had done originally the fact that Lori Lightfoot was bragging about graduation rates hitting a record of eighty four percent, and yet we looked at the, we looked at the reading data for eleventh graders, you know, who become seniors the next year, and only twenty six percent of them could read at grade level, and uh, you know, and it was far worse if you looked at blacks and Hispanics. That was the average. And so we said, what the heck is that? Well, anyway, that got a lot of attention nationally when we wrote about that. Mm-hmm. But um, we ended up doing a radio interview in, on WJPF in Decatur. And so as I, as I was preparing for that, I went into the uh, State Board of Education report card and I looked up, well, let's look at Decatur's reading results. What did they look like? And I saw uh-huh. in the third grade, which is the most important grade, third grade, only 2% of black children could read at grade level. And I, and I said, that has to be wrong. So then I popped over to the to the math results, and it was only one percent of black kids could read at grade could do math at grade level, and so that opened up a whole can of can of worms. And we we wrote a big report on it, and the Wall Street Journal just wrote about it like three or four weeks ago, uh, a really really you know scathing report about Illinois, and uh, Governor Pritzker didn't like it, and mm-hmm. instead of acknowledging the results, the bad results, he called us names in the debate with Darren Bailey. He called us carnival barkers. Um, and he loves the carnival barkers. Yeah, like, come, like come see the fat man eat another cheeseburger. What you know, right? Like, which uh, <laughs> like a like state fair thing, like a state fair like geek show, right? And and he Fuck looks in his fancy barkers. suits. He looks like the guy who's standing outside the tent trying to call. I mean, lead if anybody who's a carnival barker, it's the uh, Captain Big Suits there. I mean, come on, sir. They're all virgins. They're all they're all. Oh, yeah, come on. Oh God. Right. So Ted, compare us to like I don't know Wisconsin or uh, the Midwest in general. I mean, w- are we dead, dead last, and everything? Because I've seen this, and I've, I've you know I've been interviewing. I'm working on a degree to try to go to become a teacher, and I've been interviewing teachers and talking to teachers within CPS and the suburbs, and I, I have to say that. In Chicago, it certainly feels like there's a pass them if they're breathing kind of mentality in the school system. So that 84% mm-hmm. graduation number, you know, is complete crap. I mean, Lori can say that either she knows the facts, which I doubt she does, because I'm sure the people under her are just blowing smoke up her ass. I, I it's it's abysmal. And, she and knows. It's, yeah, well, then she isn't and she's a liar and she's even worse than we thought. But the, my point being is that. This idea, like you're saying, this is this, yeah, just you know, rub, rub it on, put it on the rub rug. No one will see it. Does, you know, we, we've got this this smoke and mirrors kind of thing going in front of us with the likes of 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 uh, Lori Lightfoot and Pritzker. What are the numbers really showing us comparatively? Because I think that's the, the really the important thing is to see how we're doing compared to the rest of the country. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch to it. You know, my my first immediate response is. You know, it's it's not a good response, but mm-hmm. I don't care what's happening in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I look right. at when I look at Mount Vernon, zero percent of those third grade black kids can read at grade level zero. And mm-hmm. and I mentioned Decatur, two percent. In Rockford, it's seven. In Elgin, eleven percent of Hispanic kids can read at grade level. And I can go on and on. Peoria, eight percent of black kids. And, and you know, in Waukegan, it's uh, you know sixteen percent of Hispanic kids. It's it's I horrible. It's it's bad. I bet all of the I bet all of them and their teachers can recognize two words, systemic racism. Yeah. And they can yeah. talk for a long time about that because that's what they're being taught, that political garbage about the 6019 project, they're not being taught to read and write and figure. Well, I mean, it's not, I mean, that, that's true to a point, John, but it's, and, and, and anecdotally, but the bigger picture is that the idea that education has shifted to this the idea of, of like socially emotional learning to make sure the student, not just they know that are the facts and they can read it's, are they healthy mentally? That's, that's the shift we've seen in the last you know, 20, 25 years. And it, 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 the room, one of the downsides of it is the fact that, you know, you're not teaching students to achieve, you're teaching students to live and be, and, and, you know, hopefully be, be, you know, good, happy people but good happy people still need jobs and good happy people need still need to create things and do things and and be productive members of society and it's this stuff john that you and i talk about all the time this idea that well we see a problem i.e racism that's happening or du jour the racism that's impacting people and we have to fix it right and then so then there's a whip around it's like the crime well 
the crimes is affecting black people. The prison system is affecting black people more than than brown people, more than white people. Let's just throw it all out. Nobody goes to jail, and nothing, nothing bad. Even, I mean, this is what we're seeing. The, especially the black and brown people that commit violent crimes. Let well, nobody go to jail, and then everybody vote for Kim Fox and Tony Preckwinkle and Lori Lightfoot. Right. And, and, and it's those people problem. that keep telling us that, that, look, we're doing these great things. These kids are well adjusted. OK, but they're well adjusted and they're going to be living out on the street and suck, sucking on the, you know, the government teat. So, you know, it, it's all it's all BS. And, and Ted, you're right. I mean, the idea of us, what what's important? Sure, kids can read, the kids can do the things that the kids are happy. Right. And obviously what other states are doing is different. But I, where do we where does it, it show us the, the discrepancies? Because we're spending a lot of money on these kids in the state. You know, what, what's what's going on there, Ted? Well, yeah, well, let, let's do a little bit of comparison now because, you know, we can't avoid comparisons. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depending on what you look at, we have some pretty in, in relative terms now. You know, we, we would all argue that education overall in America has gone way down for all the mm-hmm. things you just said, Jeff and 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 and, uh, and John. Uh, you know, we're focused on the wrong things. We're not teaching them how to read, write and, and science. Um, but that said, you know, it's important to look at how much money we spend. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we've written a lot about this. We spend the eighth most in the country. Uh, per student, when you add a federal, local, and state dollars, we spend the eighth most. We spend seventy percent more. So we spend about sixteen thousand something per student. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are like for like comparisons coming from the U.S. Census. Florida spends under ten thousand, right? So that's uh, you know more than six thousand dollar difference, mm-hmm. and yet their results are either as good or better than ours. And it's almost the same story for Indiana. They spend about sixty percent less than we do. And yet they do about the same or better than we do. So, you know, we're throwing away tons of tax dollars. Again, we'll, we'll, you know, that comes back into pensions and all that. But yeah. we spend tons right. of money and yet you don't see it in the results. And as a matter of fact, you know, we talk about all these districts I just talked about. You don't see any results. It's, it's right. failure. Who cares if we're doing so better than, parents, than Baltimore? What are parents and taxpayers supposed to do uh, if in Illinois? I guess you could be like me and just leave because I left or I just couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't take it or you could uh, stay and fight and then do what? I'll fight how? Yeah. So, you know, they make it really hard to fight. And this is, this is part of what that wall street journal editorial on our research. You know, they said that Illinois is hiding what's happening and here's how they hide it. And it's really, really scary. So first of all, as Jeff mentioned, they just promote this called social promotion. It doesn't matter if the kids right. can read. You move them to the next grade and right. just keep going all the way through the system. And so most parents think the kids are fine. Okay, they made it to the next grade, right? They didn't fail. That's right. that's that's good. Um, then they have, you know, the graduation rate. You know, 80% of kids graduate or whatever it is. So, you know, okay, the kids. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Uh, then you look read. at, and this is, this is the one that's really taken me off, is that you look at teacher evaluations. And across the state, Teachers are evaluated across, on average, uh, 97% of them are, are uh, proficient or excellent. And, and in 2021, at CPS, 100% of teachers were proficient or excellent, despite the fact that only 11% of black kids could read at grade level and only 17% of Hispanics could read at grade level in the, in the, entire, in the entire system. Right. And yet 100% were, were proficient or excellent. Is that the teacher's fault? I mean, I'm just no, speaking as I don't father think so. and the father, and um, I'm just speaking as the father and husband of dedicated teachers. Ba- based Is on that what the I, teacher's fault? What it based on, and, and I want to get your Ted direction to that too. But based on what I've seen and what I've just in, in teaching and learning from people who are telling me what's going on, they tell me that it's diminished. It's administrators. It's it's principals. It's up the food chain. And Ted, you could speak to that. I mean, we've got the most administrators of any state by far for our education system. We've got so many school districts. We don't even know what to do with all our school districts. And it's that idea that, that they tell you, well, if you jump through X, Y, and Z hoop for these kids, you're, you're doing what I'm asking. You're proficient. And, and well, yeah. uh, right. And, and that's what we covered in the whole report. We added it all together because you got to, you got to throw in their pensions. You got to throw in the administrative bloat. Mm-hmm. That's just, just been incredible. And, and, you know, the, the only conclusion you can reach is it's become an unfixable mm-hmm. system. Uh, you know, it's, it's basically an education industrial complex yeah. and everybody is benefiting from it. It's become effectively a massive jobs program. 
Mm-hmm. And again, this is not right. to belittle any particular person. It's a system and it's a jobs program and a, and a, and a daycare center for, for many places. And it's a sad thing to say. I don't, I don't mean to be nasty when I say it, although it's a nasty comment, but, but everybody's living off of that system. Nobody wants yeah. to upset the apple cart. And so it continues. And that's why the kids get promoted. The kids graduate, people get their pensions and everybody's happy. Quote. Um, I have an observation <laughs> to make. May I make one? John. The, yes. um, thank you. The, um, the function, the reason why you have so many administrators in the schools doing all these, for lack of a better word, evil programs or evil bad things is that uh, there are no, there's no competition for those jobs and they are strictly the functionaries of the Illinois legislature, particularly in Chicago. It is a province of the Illinois black caucus, the legislative black caucus, the administrators in the Chicago public schools. And you, you, you couple that and that lack of uh, lack of urgency to educate with the safety act, which is creating uh, even more uncertainty as to public safety and pushing against uh, following the law and putting people in jail who are violent. And what you have is destruction of a state and a city and all of it is circling the drain while cities, while states around us, Vienna, Wisconsin, etc., in around the around Illinois, and I'm not, I'm I'm an outlander now. <laughs> uh, those states are prospering, but Illinois is not prospering. And I again point to these two things: the Safety Act and the uh, the lack of competition in schools, in public schools. Yes. No thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that's a great transition uh, to, to the to, to crime. Just to just to let me let me tie those together real quick. Yeah, yeah we, we're talking about Decatur. We're talking about Rockford. Uh, yeah, we've we've done a good bit of studying on, on Rockford, and, and the situation is, is deeply dis- disturbing. Um, we we looked at the uh, the unwed births rate in Decatur, and it's ninety percent of blacks black births are now out of wedlock. Um, and, you know, and for whites, it's 54%. Uh, 54, 54% of, of births are now for, for whites are out of wedlock. It's, it's, you know, so you see, when you look at uh, the public schools putting out, you know, they have 8,800 kids in the Decatur public schools. So, you know, each year, I don't know, whatever it is, 700 kids are coming into the workforce. You know, over, over a 10 year cycle, you're putting in a whole bunch of people into the workforce. And yet we just talked about the results. You know, a grade 11, grade 11 for black students, and they're the majority of the kids in Decatur. The reading results are 5% can read at grade level. Tie that in with, with the, um, you know, uh, the unwed births. Tie that in now. Let's move to, to crime. You know, how do you avoid crime when you have a very uneducated, poor workforce? And, and it's not just Decatur. It's the same thing for Rockford. It's the same thing for, for, for other, other cities in Illinois. Uh, that's the big challenge now. And, and unless we want to talk about it, nobody wants to talk about it. When we wrote about uh, these, um, you know, unwed, unwed births, uh, people, you know, want to call you racist and all that. But right. if we don't talk about that issue, what is going to happen with these cities? Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's you know, like, like some people are saying, the end of mankind. What, what are we going to do in cities like that? I, it's your, um, I mean, it's interesting, too. And, and that's the point I wanted to make, too, Ted, to you, is that, that, that you're, you're pointing out data points. I mean, this isn't, well, I think the black people are, are not having, this is, this is a hard, raw data, and it's, it's unfiltered data like we see in all, unlike we see in all these stupid polls that come out and everyone says, oh, you know, I, people want J.B. Pritzker to be king or whatever. It, the, this is, it's raw, and it's, it's, it's a point that people need to, we need to talk about. I mean, the idea of people want to make it a racist thing, it's not. It's just, a, that's just the, the characteristic that lumps people together. This is a, a systematic failure. And John, you, you were going to talk about the Safety Act too, but the Safety Act is not going to fix any of these problems. In fact, it's going to exacerbate them because it's going to lower the risk reward scenario for committing violent acts or crime because you're not going to go to spend a night in jail or who scout. I mean, say. it's obvious that you're laying out the groundwork for why I've become a conservative politically. 
<laughs> the uh, destruction. Well, because I care about uh, my friends and neighbors, yeah. and I care about how they're living. The destruction of the families uh, through the welfare state, destroy, destroying the black family, and now, uh, for lack of a better term, the Latino and white family. Uh, those kids are being destroyed because they don't have a father to live at home because the father government becomes the father. And then you have uh, the lack of education where mom is overwhelmed in uh, her studying and uh, the, the city and uh, the, the public education is all about, uh, uh, you know, social welfare, social issues, not education. Mm-hmm. And then you have the fact that these kids can't get a job or can't prosper economically because I'd say 90% of them don't can't define the word functionally illiterate <laughs> to get out of high school. Right. And so what happens? We have right. the safety act. <laughs> right. Well, so, you know, so the more, so we'll have more crime and yet we'll pass the safety act to prosecute fewer because, because we have more crime. And so uh, it's, it's, which makes things worse. And, you know, you can't, you can't put together, you know, a, a more cohesive set of failed policies to chase more, <laughs> more people out of Illinois. Well, that's, the, right. that's the kicker, right? I mean, we want to get to amendment one here, but this is the whole idea is that you've made it completely distasteful to want to come here and, and create a business or try to, you know, grow a business. If one, your workforce is, is way below average, if the average even matters, but they're way below that. Two, crime is uh, questionable. Hey, now I gotta, I gotta raise my insurance rate because if every store is, is on the hook for $5,000 out of, you know, if we get robbed because we're not going to get any of that back because we're not going to prosecute it. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, we have to pay incredibly high taxes to pay for all the people running all these programs and that are making everything terrible. So how can this, why, why not come to Illinois to, to blow, grow up your business? You know, I, I, I don't Destroy like to make, it. You know, I, I don't like to make hyperbole of, of like one company leaving. Right. So if Boeing leaves, okay, right. one company right. can have a reason. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. When you, when you lose, when you lose Boeing and, and Caterpillar and, and uh, Citadel and then Tyson, and you know, this is Chicago. Right. I mean, this is, this mm-hmm. is sixth largest state in the country. Chicago is, you know, amazing for all the reasons we know not not for the reasons we, we we're talking about but you know and when when big companies like that start leaving and and they're worried about the very things we're talking about it's it should be a signal and and governor pritzker and again Lightfoot, they don't want to you know this is the problem they don't want to acknowledge problems they they're, they're, they're they've got to hide from them and uh it, it only does makes things worse you know that's that's it and how is so this Go ahead, John. Take it. In the safety, in the safety act, let's get specific. I hear a lot of screaming. Besides, you know, you're a racist, John <laughs> Cass. Uh, right. Besides that screaming, um, I hear screaming that uh, the Democrats who are Democratic state attorney who are telling us that these crimes will be uh, people charged with these crimes will be let out of jail. Uh, that all these crimes are wrong. And Prisker tells us it's wrong. It's a lie. It doesn't exist. Uh, but you, what does your research tell you about uh, aggravated battery and other other crimes that may or may not uh, not be punished, or at least not pu- yeah. punished immediately? You uh, know, I, I, w- I was very bothered by all that when it came out, because, you know, you're starting to hear a lot of big claims on, on both sides, right? And and they're both sides are very hyperbolic. And, and, uh, you know, so we got ticked mm-hmm. off, you know, Matt Rosenberg, mm-hmm. myself, John Klinder, you know, Mark Lennon, we all, we all said, man, we got to get deeper into this because it's too confusing. And, and the law, the law is very confusing. So we actually went and, and grabbed the, um, John Klinder and I grabbed the, the bail, the bail part. And we had to read it mm-hmm. over and over. Oh. It's very poorly written, right? You know, and anytime yeah. you throw together these laws in, in the middle of the night, they're all horse trading and adding in clauses. And who cares if they match the other section, right? right. We'll figure we'll figure that out later. Mm-hmm. And so, man, we had to go through it, and we had to keep calling people, say, "Wait, wait, what's the interpretation here?" And and uh, it, it took us a long time, but we finally wrote, you know, these six major flaws. And uh, damn, you know, Pritzker's Pritzker's absolutely wrong. I mean, he's you know, and I, and I and I'm trying to be really quantitative about about this, but you know, bottom line is this: we we go from a 
a system where there's three ways to, to, to handle alleged criminals. One is to hold them, detain them if they do something really wrong. Right. One, uh, two is to, um, you know, give them uh, a, a set amount of bail and, you know, and, and manage them that way. And I'll explain that in a minute. Or three, you just let them go on their own recognizance. So we have three ways of managing it to, under the safety, there's only two ways, you either hold them or you let them go. So now you have, you don't have this bail thing that kind of, you know, you know, they'd be able to get out if they meet the bail, but they'd lose a lot of money if they do something wrong. And they have a lot of incentive to come back to court and, and uh, they have a lot of incentive not to go bother somebody that uh, some, some victim of theirs. Uh, and, and we strip that away from the judges. And so you end up with a system where we detain very few crimes yeah. and it makes it really hard to detain people because that's what they want. And they want to make it really hard to detain some pretty nasty crimes. And we end up letting a lot of people just go out, see what happens. So it's uh, so what are the crimes? What are the crimes uh, where people under this act? Uh, under the Prisker Safety Act, uh, will walk. What are the crimes? Do we have a list of them? Well, it's, it's, I, that, I, list, I it's that list. That, it's that list that you keep hearing on on the radio and in the news. Yeah, you know, arson and aggravated battery and all those. Those are ones where okay. To, to be fair, those crimes they can those people can be detained, but under one very difficult thing to meet. You have to prove that there's willful flight, right? And it's it's almost impossible to. Or identify a specific individual. No, that, that, that's, that's a different ones, actually. So this oh, is where it gets really messy. Okay. This is where it gets really course. messy. Oh, yeah, so there's certain crimes where you have to find the specific person, and that would be like a stalking crime, for example, mm-hmm. and some others. Um, and, but, but, the, but the crimes that John's talking about, those you know, arson, yeah. second-degree murder and all that, um, you, you can only detain those people if you can prove willful flight. But you know, to prove willful flight, you have to like find something that says, oh, you know, I plan on... I plan on fleeing tomorrow on a bus at 10 a.m. Right. And, Dear and here's, my, here's my ticket. You know, right. so and um, so, so what's gonna, what will happen then to the state when, because we're going to have issues where people who are, should have been put in jail, get out and commit violence, right? This will yeah. happen. Correct? Well, look, it's we, it's, it's certainly it's happening. Happen. It's happening in Cook County right now, right? So yeah. we have a mini version of that. And my colleague, Matt's writing a piece on that now. Kind of saying, if you want to see what Illinois will look like, take a look at Cook County. Right. Right. Because well, they've already, the list they've already of done the, a lot of that stuff. Did you it would be the list, the list of the, um, you know, number 50 on the uh, CWB list in Chicago. Yeah. Those who have been charged with uh, right. arson. I mean, cr- uh, killing or trying to kill or shooting or trying to shoot yeah. uh, while, while, well, released on bail for other offenses. Right, they're already that's out what on we're it. We're talking about. Is that what we're saying? It's yeah, happening that, that, all the time. Yes, yeah. that's that's one. But it's it's even worse than that because there's other there's other uh, uh, crimes which aren't even detainable at all, and that that are aggressive. And these are some of these class four felonies, like an aggravated DUI. There's certain certain ones of aggravated DUI uh, where under current law a person could be held, but uh, going forward, there's no way to mm-hmm. hold. And and that's it. So you're going to have, yeah. And I think I think there's a, for me, there's a big confusion about this. You know, this violent yeah. crimes and nonviolent crimes. Um, there's a lot of crimes that maybe weren't violent, but could have been violent had had somebody been in the house, for example, while it's being robbed. You know, I, I right. you know, chance I'm, of luck. And we, yeah, right. It didn't turn out worse than it could be. And and right. there's there is some some efforting, John. There's your favorite word. Uh, to to alter some of these the language of this bill and and kind of correct some of these issues and, and we hope to talk to some of the people and we have talked to some of the people who are on that that that's task not good board. enough. Well, it's that's not good enough. No, that's okay. not good enough. Don't don't try to clean it up after the election. Oh the well, I mean, the, promises. I, yeah, they're talking about it now. They're working now. I mean, that's but it's again, it goes back to what we've talked about at nauseum here is the idea that the system is so messed up that. We have a bill that is completely unintelligible, and that if you if you were in charge of a county for lying out writing out policies and in, in, in pragmatic ways to deal with it, come January one, it's impossible. As Ted was saying, you know, explaining it, you can't even get through it without it making contradictory statements to itself. And those, I just want to acknowledge that these fixes are trying to be made. And we hope to have some of those people on board, and we have. We're well, trying to get to that point, but like you said. You know, it's it's really more of a, a de jour nature than a de facto nature in Chicago right now, and we can see the impact. 
Yeah, you know, I think I think what kind of proves it true is that there's a Democrat uh, from Champaign, Scott Bennett, state senator, and uh, he's proposed a law, and, and he's doing a lot of the fixes that mm. we're talking about. So, so at least there's somebody, uh, you know, bringing to light the fact that on the other side who's saying, okay, we better fix a lot of the things I just mentioned that, that's been mentioned. But, but I think to John's point is it's it's more appropriate, I think, in this case, and this is Illinois. We should mm. we should just cancel the law and start. Yeah, but that's not going to happen because yeah, no, control it's not. It's not. But but that's the message. I mean, I think that's yeah. the message because because, you know, what we'll do. We'll just do it just like all this education bills <laughs> and pension bills. Right. We'll we'll tweak it and it'll still be the, the horrible thing that it is. Just less horrible or, you know, maybe fixed a little bit. But uh, it will have less is, bad. Yeah, right. It'll be just a little less worse than it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like like everything else we do in Illinois. That's why that's why when I when I speak about it, I say, you know, I was trying to think, okay, can we tweak this and fix that? No, because yeah. because it, it traps us into keeping something bad and, and and they'll go out and celebrate that they fixed it. Right. That's that's what typically happens. It's also win. And it, it's to that it's that idea too that this mentality where you know Pritzker can come out and, and you know admonish you guys for reporting or, or or rip a Darren Bailey for trying to criticize the way things are. And it's because it's all Pritchard because well those aren't true that's not true you don't those are the people aren't going to be locked up they're released you know we don't know that that's not true yeah you don't know that nobody knows that because it's so messed up but we know it's not going to work the way you want it to work or even thought well, about it working Ted and Jeff I'm sorry but <laughs> I hope you both and everyone listening everyone listening to this will remember during the mayoral election the campaign that has already begun. And it uh, ends, I guess, in February and then in April. Hmm. During that period, there will be people who are going to be hurt by those who have been let out under the Safety Act. And how are we going to cover it and how are we going to uh, discuss it when when those lives have been destroyed? Are we going to say, oh, I'm sorry, will the Democrats go, oh, here, tweet. Here's the tweet, thoughts and prayers. Sorry. Yeah. Is that what they're going to do? Yeah. No. We, we, we yeah. discussed with students and criminals and everybody that it's a, well, just ignore it, get a good headline and move on. Well, you know, this is, this well, is why I think this, happen. You know, this is a big, a big issue that, in, that, in that I think it's, it's also drawing Democrats in. And, you know, everybody's heard the numbers 100 out of 102 states' attorneys oppose. Oppose the Safety Act, or certainly the, the large parts of the uh, cash bail, um, and and there's 50 lawsuits or more. Some of them are Democrats, so it's uh, it's something you know one of those rare cases where both sides are are uh, coming together on something, which is a little bit unusual in Illinois. <laughs> yes, if it's not cheese and sports teams, we, yeah, we're kind of separated here. Um, well, Ted, I know you. you, you I love talking with you because you bring the facts, you you bring the receipts, as the kids say. Um, so it's always it's always good to, to get you on here. But you've got this piece, and we started with education. I know we want we've talked the the, the amendment one, which I want to get your quick like elevator pitch why it's bad before we let you go, and then I want to talk to us a little bit about oh the goodness. education report you got up. But give That's it to right. me. We, we forgot about amendment one. Well, I know, right? Yeah, it, it's you know, it, I, the only way I can say it is it's this this is like the perfect gift from from you know fifty <laughs> years of politicians working right. to to take care of their public sector. Uh, uh, support group, right? Because this, right. it's been the it's been the government unions who support the politicians and vice versa. So this is the perfect gift where the the powers that they've worked to build in Illinois, and we we've talked about these government union powers. All you have to do is mm-hmm. look at Chicago Teachers Union and and look at their powers and how they they yield it. Um, all those powers would be put into the Illinois Constitution. They'd be cemented in there, enshrined in the Constitution. And, and, and effectively, we would lock in what I call two classes of workers in Illinois. And this is what this is what Amendment 1 does. It enshrines this you know, protected class of government workers with their guaranteed pensions, uh, guaranteed labor contracts, guaranteed raises, all the benefits they get. And that would be the that would be the first class. And, 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 and it would force the second class, which are private sector workers who don't get any such benefits. They don't get any of those protections. And yet they'd have to pay more and more for that first class. So it's uh, it's uh, empowering these government unions in a way that nobody in the country has ever, ever done. And if you think that's good for Illinois, then, then go for it. <laughs> and I'll so say what will happen. What will yeah. happen as a result of this empowerment? Because 
we were on a path to go for um, some sort of right to work, and at least not in the public sector, but at least in the private sector. Right. Now what? Well, so so right to work would be blocked, right? So so all of our neighbors except for Missouri are already right to work, and so. The, the big clear thing of this amendment is it blocks right to work in the amendment, in the Constitution. So we would never give our private sector workers the freedom of whether to join a union or not in order to work. So right. that would be banned. And that's what gets most of the attention, John. But but the bigger part is all these rights. Uh, the bigger part of this whole amendment is all these rights and powers that it gives the public sector unions, the government unions. That's the part that's the scariest because. Once we give them even more negotiating powers, there's no way we'll ever, ever bring down property taxes, ever. And they'll only go up and they'll go up even faster because I'll have more rights to negotiate. And two, if you're worried about parents' rights, so, so think about these government unions putting into their collective bargaining agreements, you know, sex ed classes for kindergartens or, um, or you know, demanding vaccinations before they'll go into the classroom. They'll have the power to negotiate those things. And if those if those are granted by weak school boards, uh, there will be nothing nothing that the parents or the legislature can, can do about it because the amendment says no laws shall be passed to weaken or diminish or diminish the powers of the unions to negotiate. So it's, 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 it's like an, it's a nail in the coffin. And and in the kicker to me is well then okay well, that's the change you guys are purporting or want to change or whatever that's true it's democracy we can do that we can present things well, let's debate it let's see what you're trying to fix well, what problem are you trying to fix oh well you could have a situation where okay well then let's look at the situation we have currently where our schools suck and we're paying too much for it uh that's not important like that's that's their mentality and it's that's what kills me it's this idea that. Look, we got here. And that's one of the things. And again, John and I have talked about this before. I, I, I don't carry a banner for any party. I don't. It's not me. I don't care. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the right of the, the, the individual. I, I vote the way I want to vote for my best interests. This is insane that people think that the Democrats have been ruling the state for so long and it's in a terrible situation. And Darren Bailey kept making this point. Like, give us a shot. And we had Dan Proft on a few weeks ago. Give us a shot. And us being the conservative party. I, this is inane to me that anybody would be like, oh, let's let I, I trust what 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 J.B. Prisker is telling me. He seems like an honest guy who takes out toilets from houses to save taxes and blames his wife. So he must be the guy to fix the state's quote unquote problems. But the problems aren't don't exist the way they tell you. They tell you the problems are, you know, we're not nice enough to certain groups or we're not protecting or raising up other groups, all this other stuff. And you want to say, well, OK, well, then. What are we going to do about it? And they say, well, trust us again. We've got a fix for you. Come on. Yeah, it's um, we're stuck. We're stuck in a one way in a one way path right now. And it's hard to see us getting out of it. Maybe maybe there's enough of a of a, of a red wave to change things. And again, like you said, yeah. this isn't about really about political party. But, you know, we've got domination by one party right now that's passing things like the Safety Act and the Amendment 1. They're the ones pushing all that. Uh, those are all extreme things. You don't, you know, if the Safety Act is is the most extreme um, bail reform in the country, yeah. The um, the Amendment One, <laughs> yeah. The Amendment One is the most extreme push for government powers into the Constitution ever, and and they both go counter to to what uh, you know. Well, let's call it freedom. Let's call it whatever. Sure. But they go counter to having a functioning state. Absolutely. And John, um, I mean, we were wrapping up kind of the conversation on, on the Amendment 1 yeah. and how it, it goes hand in hand with safety of just being so, you know, they, they don't fix anything and they create more problems and they fix these these thought processes, these big thought thinking, you know, oh, this is what the world needs. And and, and they're they're completely out of touch with the reality that we've laid out here that the schools suck, the employment isn't working, and the unions have too much power and they're trying to steal more. And so... I don't understand how anybody could listen to this podcast and, and walk away and say, you know what? I really think the Democrats are doing an, an okay job. I mean, I couldn't even say a good job at this point. Well, that's not the Democratic Party that I remember. Not my grandfather's Democratic sure. Party. This is a different deal. This is a different deal, and uh, and uh, it's all about this, the destruction of institutions uh, for the party's power. Yeah. Oh, it's very Orwellian. 
and uh, Ted Dabrowski, Matt Rosenberg, who's no, you know, I don't, I don't think of Matt Rosenberg as some rabid right. Right winger. No. Uh, or, or you or anybody, uh, most people I know. Common sense people, they see these, these, uh, interest, these interests growing at their expense. Yeah. And no one says anything because, you know, the papers don't say anything because they don't want, they don't want to be opposed to the status quo of the power. Mm-hmm. People like that's why we rely on uh, people like Ted Dabrowski and Nutrient Neighbors and, and also uh, WirePoints.org yeah. to offer us a different perspective because we need it. And to that point, uh, as, as this goes up and people are enjoying this, Ted, you guys have something up on education that's even, even deeper and probably more eye opening than uh, the stuff you've already put out so far this year. What do you got for us? Well, you know, the, the 2019 education report you know, showed how bad things were. But, you know, just when you thought things couldn't get worse, right, <laughs> along comes along comes the most draconian mm-hmm. uh, school policies probably in the country. The, the school shutdowns, uh, the remote learning. Uh, you know, there's a study done that that uh, our kids in, in Illinois were only in school 37 percent of the time um, mm-hmm. during COVID, which was the which was ranked 43rd in the country. So there were. You know, seven states that did worse than us, six states that did worse than us, seven. Um, uh, and so, so we looked at the results, what happened during these past two years, and it's it's phenomenal how bad the reading results and the math results got. And, you know, a lot of that was just, you know, keeping kids out of school. And, they you know, I, I had kids and they, they were sitting around at home on iPads, not really paying attention, et cetera, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you've got a, a collapse, a collapse in reading results and math results virtually you know, 60%. Yeah. It's like more than half of all school districts in the state saw their reading and math proficiencies drop by, by 20% or more. So it's, it's an ugly report, uh, but it, it should be a reminder that when bureaucrats take control and, and make such big decisions like that, they're, they're destroying, um, you know, not just our children, but, but uh, you know, our, our economic future. It's it's this it, uh, you know this is the thing that keeps echoing with me lately is that the Democrats in this state and maybe I'm late to the party on this understanding but only care about the headlines and it doesn't matter any other way it doesn't matter the end result it doesn't matter proof it doesn't matter logic it doesn't matter ethically being sound it just matters will they get somebody somewhere to put out a headline that says Democrats save the day yeah. And and that's that's all it is, and it's it's such a disgrace to this country as far as what we're founded on the idea of one vote, one representation, and the idea that you know the, the greater good is our ultimate goal, right? Well, the greater good is not being served in this state. The greater pockets of those uh, with names of of Pritzker are being are laid hefty with cash that's coming from us, and this is uh. Jeff, this is an amazing thing that just happened. <laughs> you know, people, people know uh, where where I stand and where I've stood for years because mm-hmm. I didn't hide it. I, I said it in mm-hmm. my column at the paper and uh, and yeah. now at John Cast News. And Ted Dabrowski leaned that way a little bit because in his former life he was uh, an expert on finances and municipal finance and he could see where the money was being spent and he began to ask why why yeah. why are we spending this but here's you jeff <laughs> after a brief after a brief uh exposure to ted dabrowski you're, you're the font of uh you I, I i'm waiting for you to start selling uh the road to serfdom on the street corner <laughs> there you go well, I, 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 we were Chumbalones, John. We were born in a serfdom. Come on. We are Chumbalones. We are not. This is <laughs> no Chumbalones zone. Yeah. Let's get our marketing. We were. We were Chumbalones. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we were. Now we can see. Well, Ted. Because uh, Ted. And again, this, this idea that uh, the, 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 the numbers don't lie and you can make the numbers lie. But if you look at them raw and through a clean focus like Ted, which is, thank you for that, Ted, for, for I can't imagine it. You must enjoy it, so I'll, I'll give you that, but I can't imagine it's uh, the most uh, eye, it's not, it can't be good for your eye health, let's say that, going through all this stuff. <laughs> uh, um, 
But no, I, and, I, and I don't enjoy it. I, I don't enjoy it. I, I, I don't like doing this. You know, it's, it, and it's kind of funny. We, we, we end up doing the same reports, you know, 10 yeah, years later. Right. Just add a zero. If it's pension debts, just add a zero <laughs> to the end. Or if it's education uh, results, just, you know, lower by 20%. It's, <laughs> it's sad stuff, but uh, it, it's no fun. It'd well, be much more, much more exciting to report good stuff, right? I mean, it'd be cool. And I think, and I think we will. At some point in Illinois, we'll be reporting, look at how we grew. Look at, we finally yeah. started attracting people again, and we attracted companies, and, and we cut our crime rates, and education looks better. You know, that's kind of the vision. But first, you know, I've always said you have to acknowledge, it's my beef with Pritzker, you can't fix a right. problem until you acknowledge that you have one. And, and that's the starting point. He acknowledged that those toilets need to go. So why can't he acknowledge That's the other true. bad things that are happening in the state? Because, because he threw his wife under the bus and <laughs> put the jacket on her. But no, no. he he will not risk the uh, anger of the of black elected officials for call by calling them out by calling out their policies which hurt black people. He won't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. He'd rather no. he'd rather people get hurt. Well said. I, I would point everybody to wirepoints.org to check out your your latest on education for another eye opening. And I didn't mean to say you enjoy reporting bad news, Ted. I meant you enjoy just dissecting the numbers. I, oh. you seem like you seem like a numbers guy. So I uh, I wanted to give you that. And um and then for, everyone should also follow you on Twitter. Uh, that's a great spot to catch what's going on and especially reaction to stuff that gets put out there that just doesn't make any sense or is an outright lie. So, Ted, uh, thanks so much. We always love having you. Well, Jeff and John, thanks so much for having me on. You guys thank you, Carnival Barker. Yeah, All right. you. <laughs> step right up, step right up. Step right up. <laughs> hurry, hurry, step this way. The strangest sights on the island. Bricks from the four corners of the world. What you nickels, one dime, a tenth part of a dollar. We've got the show if you've got the dime. It's just starting. So hurry, hurry. Look them over the lady without a head. There are thin ones. There are fat ones. They're all inside. Zip and pip the pin-headed people. A sample of the marvelous freaks you'll see for the price of a small thin dime. You get the whole show now if you hurry, hurry, hurry. Or Ted Dabrowski of wirepoints.org and that great new report that's out now on education in Illinois. And for Jeff Carlin, who did himself no favor with the State Board of Education today, the future physics teacher, I hope he can pass the new test that they're going to throw at him when it's time for certification. And if anyone screws with Jeff, you got me as an enemy. And for me, John Cass, husband, father, Greek Orthodox Christian, Editor-in-chief of johncastnews.com. And where are you? Where you've always been. On the No Chumbalone Zone. On the Chicago Way Podcast. On WGN Plus.